It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great folks at Zen Sports. Plug in that promo code ATOZTN and get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. Zen Sports, the app, download it, Apple uh, App Store or your Android App Store as well. If you are an Android user, A2ZTN is the promo code that you use. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team will protect your constitutional rights. They go above and beyond to make sure that your constitutional rights are protected. AmandaJGentry.com is where we go. Uh, of course, True Math Fitness in the Gulch, TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. A new way to work out, the best way to work out, is at True Math Fitness, conveniently located in the Gulch in downtown Nashville. Um, so I keep seeing a lot of questions about the Bears de- defensive coordinator. I have no idea what happened. Nobody in the league seems to know what happens. It's just a bunch of rumors and speculation. So obviously we're not going to talk about that because there's not enough information for us to intelligently or, you know, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, intelligently or responsibly discuss it. There's just too much out there. And like I said, I don't cover Chicago. I cover Tennessee. Um, now, you know, I don't know, does A to Z sports have a Chicago, I assume we have, I think we have all 32 markets now that we have people covering it. I don't know if we have like a bears live stream show though. Um, my, uh, it's not, I'm not keeping up to date as much as I should with the company perhaps, but either way, uh, if you want bears information, there's a bears A to Z sports site. Perhaps they can inform you better than I, but we are here to talk about the Titans facing Jim Schwartz this evening. And looking at the way that Jim Schwartz has had success so far with this defense, understanding how good a defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz is across his history in the league, maybe not the best head coach, but that's okay. In that opportunity that he got with Detroit, we know that he made an impact on the Titans in multiple stints here, and now he's taken his talents and his success to the Cleveland Browns as the D.C. So going up against him is going to be a pretty interesting chess match, I think, with Tim Kelly trying to figure out how to keep Miles Garrett the hell away from your quarterback. And that is the place that we're going to start with your Two Rivers Ford take on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. What is your level of concern about facing Jim Schwartz on Sunday? We'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show and that your Two Rivers Ford take is, of course, made possible by the incredible people at Two Rivers Ford. Incredible people, incredible customer service, an incredible track record of quality American-made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet for 40 years serving Middle Tennesseans. 40 more to go. Two Rivers Ford. Dot com is where you check out all of their inventory online, powered by Ford, driven by people, is Two Rivers Ford. So as you talk about Jim Schwartz and the uh, and the difficulty of going against that defense, Steven Snyder, on a scale of 1 to 10, is sitting at a 5. Jay Street says, I wish Jim Schwartz would have stayed in Tennessee. Yeah, but if 
you know, it's like, it's like, um, it's kind of a, what's the word? Or there's, there's a phrase to describe it. If you have coordinators that nobody wants to hire, do you have good coordinators at all? Or if you have good coaches that nobody wants to hire, do you have good coaches at all? Is, is basically the way that I would pose it to you, right? Matt LaFleur hired right away. Arthur Smith hired almost right away. Uh, Jim Schwartz hired, in fact, had opportunities after the first year in Tennessee, didn't take them and then decided the Browns job made a lot of sense. Uh, if you have coaches that are worth hiring, it's a good thing. And, you know, to Mike Rabel's credit, he's pretty good at identifying or, or recruiting coaching talent to help them. Um, and Jim Schwartz is no exception, but now he moves on. He goes to Cleveland, Cleveland, obviously a very, very successful defense through the first two games. Uh, despite being one and one on the season after dropping an unfortunate Monday night game. I think that uh, I think that when you talk about the chess match, you know, Mike Vrabel uh, spoke on this on Monday at the podium and got into uh, and gave some details or, or rather, you know, gave Jim Schwartz his due, basically. You know, the impact, I think the impact was by, by everybody. You know, it was coaching staff, players, Always appreciate what, what Jim provided to the coaches, to our staff, help on game day. Anything that we asked him to do, or Shane asked him to do, he did. Uh, then he kind of started on, wanted to transition or have an opportunity to, to, to coordinate again. And so he was honest and upfront with me, and, and I, we communicated. And, you know, he had had a few opportunities, and you know, he felt like this one was the right one for him, and the timing worked out. So I was happy for him that he was able to, to come here, stay involved, be, help us, and then also now you know, go, and, go and coordinate. So that is Mike Vrabel talking about the impact that Jim Schwartz had in Tennessee. The question is, on a scale of 1 to 10, how concerned are you with the Titans facing Jim Schwartz? On Sunday, uh, we'll get to more of your responses here in just a second. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Protecting your constitutional rights is something that Amanda and her staff are very passionate about, particularly uh, protecting your constitutional right to be a father to your child. If you feel like your ability to be a parent to your child is in danger, Amanda J. Gentry and her team have experience practicing in Tennessee family and criminal courts across this state. 35 counties in the state of Tennessee. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go to find out more information wherever justice demands the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Uh, Trippin' Titan says, slightly concerned about the Jim Schwartz chess match, as as it were. Uh, won't have much time in the pocket at all. Ryan, T you know, the offensive line... Uh, Dillard's not good, right? We we can all objectively say at least through the first two games. Maybe Andre Dillard gets better. I you don't want to you don't want to completely cast him aside. You don't have the luxury of completely casting him, him aside, and he's not bad enough to completely cast him aside. But I think that uh, I think that the offensive line uh, group, you know, Dillard is clearly the biggest weakness there, which is interesting because Chris Hubbard, who signed for bet minimum, came off the street, been pretty good in the early returns. Um, Skaronsky is not going to play in this game. Mike Vrabel mentioned that earlier today and that you're going to be without your best offensive lineman and that your best offensive lineman happens to be a rookie left guard. Uh, not the best position to head into Cleveland with when you know that Miles Garrett 
and Zadarius Smith, who I think a lot of people forgot signed with the Browns, or at least we haven't talked about that as a, as a major acquisition uh, for Cleveland. They have been, if not the best, a top three pass rush duo in the sport in the first two weeks. Uh, Kayan, uh, I hope I pronounced that uh, correctly. Forgive me if I didn't. Uh, said their D-line's going to eat. Yeah, uh, it, it feels like it's going to be both defensive lines have the opportunity to really, really bother the quarterback on the opposing side. Uh, what is the Browns' blitz percentage this year? You know, I don't have the numbers on the Browns' blitz percentage. There were some interesting numbers on their success rate so far uh, and some numbers about what they have been able to produce. Miles Garrett already has, uh, I mean, in his career thus far, uh, against Tennessee, he has four sacks in three career games against the Titans. Uh, obviously, that means at least a sack in each game. Six tackles for loss. Um, excuse me, has a tackle for loss in six of his past seven games versus the AFC South. He has seven and a half sacks over his past six home games. Darius Smith tackles for loss last week. Last time he played Tennessee, he was a Green Bay Packer. Four sacks and two forced fumbles in his past two games versus the Titans. He's played the Titans as a Raven. He's also played the Titans as a Packer and has had great success. Um, Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, uh, JOK, Jeremiah Owosu-Koromora, I believe is how you pronounce the former Notre Dame linebacker's name. Really, really nice player for them, and they've got, obviously, a coordinator who can find ways to get after you. They're one of the most successful pass-rushing teams without necessarily blitzing, but they do blitz from time to time. I think that uh, I think that when you look at the level of concern, the level of concern should be about an eight. I think, not, and and it's made more so not just because of Jim Schwartz, but because Jim Schwartz has Miles Garrett, right? And Miles Garrett is probably the most unblockable player in professional football right now. T.J. Watt would be up there. Aaron Donald, obviously, is always going to be in that discussion. Jeff, so far in two games, has been a real problem for teams. He has, uh, you know, again. Early going in the season, Denigo Autry has also been a really, really successful player. Uh, Mr. Jones says they lost to Kenny Pickett. They didn't just they didn't lose to Kenny Pickett. They lost to the Steelers defense. Um, and frankly, their quarterback is the bigger issue, right? They've got real quarterback problems in Cleveland. And uh, and as we talk about, you know, getting right, we did spend a lot of time on Deshaun Watson yesterday. Um, Deshaun Watson is objectively a bad player at the position right now. Uh, Cordy Jackson says, I'm calling it now. Nick folk, you mean <laughs> wins, uh, wins us two in a row on Sunday. Uh, so you believe that there's going to be a game winning field goal situation for the second straight week. It's possible. Cause I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Um, but I would say, you know, at least an eight because Jim Schwartz knows you, Jim Schwartz knows your personnel. It is a different offense. Um, but, you know, the advantage that Jim Schwartz has is obviously, obviously, obviously Miles Garrett and a really, really good defensive front. Low scoring, uh, unpleasant for the quarterbacks. It's it's easy to kind of see how this one might play out at Cleveland. I think, you know, the Cleveland Browns fans are always rowdy. It's one of, it's one of the better tailgating see, for as awful as Browns are, the Browns have been historically. They do truly have a a very uh, blindly loyal fan base. Um, and the uh, the tailgate, at least in the one time that I've been, the last time that I covered a Cleveland Browns game, maybe it was a little different because it was the season opener. They had Odell Beckham Jr. They had just traded for OBJ. Baker Mayfield, obviously. Browns to the Super Bowl was the talk of that entire offseason. And Titans kicked the dog shit out of them, uh, right? They they ran away with it uh, at Cleveland. It was, it was kind of slow going. Baker was making some 
making some hay early in that game, uh, early in the first quarter, finding success. And then, you know, the defense, Cam Wake, it was really the only impact that Cam Wake had in any game that season, uh, was in the Cleveland Browns game. Delaney Walker had a nice performance. A.J. Brown, right, busted out on the scene. That was his first game of his uh, career. Didn't have a touchdown, but had a long chunk play. Derek had a great screen play. Uh, and they really, they really took it to a Cleveland Browns team that under underachieved, um, you know, based on the expectations that were way, 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 way too high for them coming into that year. But, uh, you know, it's going to be a raucous environment. It's early enough in the season. The Browns fans, you know, however hopeless they might be uh, later in the season right now, they are still filled with hope and filled with excitement. So, you know, that the crowd is going to be in it and that first energy, I think it's still first energy stadium uh, will be rocking. So, you know, hostile environment, Good defense on the road. Sounds like the Saints game. The question is, can Ryan Tannehill and can the offensive line survive, if not thrive, right? And the goal of, of any road uh, game in the NFL is to just flat out survive. Uh, the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app today. When you download that Zen Sports app today and plug in the promo code ATOZTN, you know what you get? You get unlimited 5% cash back for your first 15 days of wagering. No sports book out there offers you a better option to make money hand over fist than Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN. Uh, terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem called the Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789. Must be 21 or up in Tennessee to bet. Uh, speaking of Browns fans, Colin O'Grady says, we lost our hope with Chubb. It's just called Cleveland Browns Stadium again. Okay, uh, worth worth paying attention. I don't think that, like, yeah, without Nick Chubb, they're they're not a better football team without Nick Chubb, right? Bringing back Kareem Hunt is not going to make up for Nick Chubb. Kareem Hunt was the complimentary player to Nick Chubb, and Jerome Ford, while he did have a really good night against uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, and and really really ran hard. One, you're coming off the physical if you're the Browns. You know, it's tough to come off an AFC North divisional game and play anybody, right? Uh, there were there were literal bodies all over the field, whether it was Micah, Micah uh, oh, I'm blanking on the safety's name for uh, uh, for Pittsburgh that uh, was ruled out with the chest injury. Micah, um, oh, damn it. It's not Micah. It's not even Micah, is it? It's, it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, thinking about the, uh, oh, Bert save, bailed me out in the chat. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, thank you. Minka Fitzpatrick, um, who was ruled out with the chest injury. Then you have, uh, then you have, of course, the uh, Nick Chubb injury. There were players getting injured left and right for both sides. Really, really physical game, as all AFC North divisional games are. And now you come in on a short week. You're at home, so at least you get the uh, ability to sleep in your own bed and 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 not deal with all the different things that travel can apply. But it's not an easy thing that they're up against. They're not going to lean more on Deshaun Watson. Uh, if if what my friends who cover the Browns closer uh, than I do, uh, like Diana Rossini. I was listening to Diana Rossini, our friend from formerly of ESPN, now of The Athletic. She's on The Athletic's NFL show this week. And she was saying, well, you know, talking to the Cleveland Browns staff, it's not just that they're bringing in Hunt. Like, uh, Watson's not there for them to lean on right now. He's seeing things okay. He's just wildly inaccurate in ways that you can't account for um the the ball placement has been crazy and you know I know there's easy jokes to be made with Deshaun Watson and ball placement 
But uh, as it relates to the football field and the performance of the football player, there's just not really much that they can do. His his mechanics are poor. His footwork is bad. If you want a really good breakdown uh, of how much Deshaun Watson's play has fallen off from the player that we know to be, you know, I mean, I think anybody would have put Deshaun Watson at his height was no lower than a top 15 quarterback in professional football, right? And he's not that right now. He's by, I mean, by QBR, he's 30th in the league among qualified quarterbacks. He's been really, really a problem for them. So the identity of the Browns is still going to be to run the football until such time. And I mean, you know, in, in the, in the absence of Deshaun Watson, figuring it out now, as I've mentioned many times this week on radio, on, on the primetime show, I'm sure it'll come up on the, I'm sure it'll come up on 615 sessions this week. You can't be the team. You can't be the defense that Deshaun Watson gets right against because they've got playmakers, which is the reason why they have to be going insane about that right now. But to listen to Diana Rossini tell it, to to read some of the reports coming out of Brown's uh, Brown's camp this week, they just they don't seem like they are ready or in a position even where they can lead more on Deshaun Watson's ability because right now the ability isn't there. So go check out the install uh, today if you want to really, really understand how it is from a pure football tape study standpoint uh, from Greg Cosell, how Deshaun Watson um, has, you know, Greg, Greg's a lot more diplomatic than I am about it, but like Deshaun Watson objectively stinks uh, at, at this point in his career, whether, whether or not we see a return to form uh, it hasn't happened yet. He's been in eight NFL games since he returned from the suspension. You know, you can't tell me that he's just got to get comfortable. He's got to get in the swing of things. I know he was out of football for a year, but, uh, you know, after eight games, if you're not comfortable, if you're not in rhythm, if you're not, I mean, he's seeing things okay. It's just the, the inaccuracies are, are pretty crazy right now. Uh, let's pivot uh, and take a look at the Titans on offense and talk about this Titans offense through the first two games. So based on two games, one win and one loss, what is your favorite feature of the new Titans offense right now? We will discuss at length together right after I, uh, <laughs> Trippin' Titans says, so Cosell didn't, Say he's a washed-up sex offender? No, that was me. <laughs> and I, it was very awkward today. I had to figure out how to call Deshaun Watson the washed-up sex offender on the radio while doing a radio show from Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt to raise money to benefit children who have been dealing with cancer diagnoses um, but was not informed that the radio show would be broadcast to the entirety of the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital. So... I had to, uh, that was very uncomfortable for me to try navigate because you guys know that I don't necessarily do child-friendly shows. I don't do the shows with children in mind. And of course, when you drop me into the middle of, a, of an environment like a children's hospital, talking about Deshaun Watson in all the different ways that I've talked about Deshaun Watson over the course of the, uh, over the course of the last, I guess, two years, then you understand how uncomfortable that can be. Uh, Stacey Madden says, uh, will you be covering that game, Buck? Yes, I cover every game. I am at every game for the Tennessee Titans, home, road, preseason, or otherwise. That is my job. Uh, and that's, you know, that's why any of you give a shit about what I have to say at any point. And, and maybe even then some of you don't. But the only reason that you are here is because I cover the team uh, the way that I do on a daily basis and at every game. So um, as, we, as we look at the early returns of the Titans offense, um, what, uh, what is your favorite feature? William Jones brings up crazy. Y'all never had this amount of smoke for Ben Roethlisberger. How old was I when Ben Roethlisberger, 
Berger got that rape charge. Because, you know, I mean, I obviously would have been. I, I wasn't certainly wasn't old enough to have a show. I'm just going to Google that real quick. Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I'm just curious as to the year. Because uh, I don't know who you're referring to, William. But, like, when Ben Roethlisberger got the uh, rape allegation. Let me uh, Google that. How long ago was this? Um does not give oh 2011 so he reached an out-of-court settlement with mcnulty okay the first mistake occurred in 2008 in 2008 i would have been in seventh grade so yeah i don't (laughs) i had had i have had i had a platform in 2008 to rip ben roethlisberger for being uh you know a a deeply problematic and at that time accused and charged sex offender when he ultimately settled out of court uh, because according to the lawsuit, the quarterback grabbed the uh, victim and then tried to kiss her. Roethlisberger denied the allegations, never faced any criminal charges, reached an out-of-court settlement with McNulty. Now, that was the only one that we knew about with Ben Roethlisberger, uh, the only one who had a name on it. Deshaun Watson was in the 40s, (laughs) in the 40s with the amount of women. So again, I don't know the scope of Roethlisberger's victim situation. We know that the scope of Deshaun Watson's was like hugely problematic and not the ones that he settled with. The ones that, uh, the ones, the allegations that were proven in the, in the, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, it's not, it's not Supreme Court. It's a, uh, oh my God, I'm going to talk to Dan, Dan Lust, the, the sports attorney tomorrow. It's it, there's a different kind of legal term. Obviously, I don't have legal training, but point being, um, you know, in 2008, had I had a microphone to call uh, to to call out Ben Roethlisberger for his behavior uh, when I was in sixth grade, <laughs> the way that I was uh, 2008, sixth grade or seventh grade. Yeah, uh, I, I assure you, <laughs> I assure you, William Jones, that I would have had the same energy. Uh, this had nothing to do with the individual has nothing to do with the color of skin. If that was any kind of allegation and, and, you know, by the way, that's okay because there are people in sports media who have brought racial biases to their analysis. I, I can't tell you that I, I can't tell you that I don't have blind spots. Sometimes I do. I appreciate when you guys point them out to me. I think more often than not, I'm willing to acknowledge when I have the blind spots or at least talk through it with you and and maybe sometimes help me understand where I might be missing some things that, you know, the color of my skin or the, the, the life that I've lived as opposed to another person's life that I've lived, how that's all played out. There are blind spots that everybody has, right? So I don't, I don't dismiss that there is racial undertones and a lot of analysis, whether that's intentional or not. Um, but I do think more often than not, uh, you guys won't find that here. Uh, for me, anyway, I hope. Anyway, let's keep it moving. What are your... We <laughs> got caught up in a Deshaun Watson, Ben Roethlisberger rape discussion. Don't want to do that. Early returns uh, on the Titans' offense. What is your favorite feature of the offense at this point? Uh, Matt Bailey says, what did Vrabel have to say today, Buck? We already played Mike Vrabel uh, comments. We've So if you missed that, you can go back and watch that uh, later. Or you can listen to the podcast. Um, but the early returns of the Titans' offense... How do you, uh, how do you, um, what do you like most about the features? 
Titan Tufts' early returns, yes, early returns, it's literally two weeks. So in the two weeks that you've seen the Titans offense, is there something that you like? Is there something that you don't like? What is your favorite feature? If you have one, you might not have one yet. And it's okay if you say, yeah, I don't know yet. It's too early. That's fair. Um, but we'll talk about it together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the great people at True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Your first workout is free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Nobody is going to put you in better position to succeed than the people who have the best workout plan in Nashville. That is the Ast- excuse me. That is True Math Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free. A new way to work out for the new version of you. TrueMathFitness.com. Uh, so. Trevor Caesar, uh, or Cesar, forgive me if I've mispronounced your name, says, I like how we don't run on first, first through third down. Or is that supposed to say first and third down? Well, you do run on third down. In fact, you you ran on third down and you ran, or you didn't try to run on fourth down. You tried to throw on fourth down last week uh, on that first drive and that ultimate. You had four straight runs with three of them being Spears and one of them being Henry. Uh, you are more unpredictable uh, first through third down. Oh, you're saying that you, okay, I see what you're saying, Trevor. You like that they don't run on every down now, right? And there's still a there's still volume with the rushing attack. There's a lot to like about what the Titans are bringing to the table, I think. Um, but I do think that my favorite feature, and I talked about this on the radio show, I guess that would have been yesterday. I, I love the idea that they have Tajay Spears now to help Derrick Henry. Um, I think that, I think that what you have in uh, I think that what you have in in Derrick Henry is special, and I think that the way to prolong Derrick Henry being special as long as humanly possible, for example, if you want to give him another contract, if you're the Titans after this season, because remember he is an unexpiring deal. Spears allows you to keep Derrick on the roster, to have Derrick as a weapon, but to not uh, to not have to grind Derek into the ground each and every day, each and every play. We understand how taxing physically that can be. Uh, Derek Henry was asked about the smash and dash combo, uh, or however you want to describe him, because I know smash and dash was Lindale White and Chris Johnson. Uh, Derek, you know, understandably speaks in lower tones here, but uh, see if you can't hear from the king himself. Yeah, we hope so. Um, it'll be a one-two punch. We have a great panel. And, um, you know, being able to make plays and move the ball down the field whenever you have the ball in my hands. So, uh, so Derek, Henry, I, I know it was pretty low volume there, but Derek Henry saying, yeah, we hope so, that the, the threat of the two of us can, uh, can continue to cause defenses problems. And Spears is Spears is a playmaker. Spears is one of the best offensive playmakers that they have on the football team. And that's not an easy thing to say when Derrick Henry is also in that backfield. But it's great to have two of them. It's great to have both of them involved. It's great to make Derrick Henry less predictable of a feature because you know that the defense is queuing on Derrick Henry on a regular basis. And you know that Derrick Henry, while he's not easy to stop, he's easier to stop when you know it's the only thing that an offense has at their disposal. Uh, let's uh, wrap things up with a rising and falling. Uh, whose stock rose? Whose stock fell on, uh, on this week in sports? We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. Right after I remind you that the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage makes the primetime show possible. You know what we also have to do? We have to congratulate Gary Ashton because Gary, uh, Gary announced today that he is engaged. I'm very happy for my friend. It's not just that Gary is a uh, a partner here on the primetime show. 
Gary is a very good friend of mine. Gary is the first person. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever talked to him about this, but I used to have to sell my own ads on the primetime show. When we first started the primetime show, Zach and Austin had to teach me how to do sales, right? Because for those of you who have been with A to Z Sports, you know, as from the OG days, right? This is, I think, six or seven years that the company has been up and running. You know that it was just Austin and Zach for the longest. They hired Zach Reagan to do some blogging uh, and that I was the first full-time employee that they hired. So for a long time, it was just the three of us as full-time employees. So we were doing everything. We were doing social media. We were doing the live streams. We were doing, you know, articles. We were doing, and we were doing sales. And I remember finally getting Gary Ashton to sit down with me, right? And not knowing shit about sales. Uh, this is a, uh, a long way for me to congratulate my friend Gary. But Gary is the first one. Gary's the... Gary is the first person. The reason that the primetime show exists is because Austin and Zach hired me. The reason that the primetime show is still on the air is because Gary Ashton was the first one to agree to sponsor the primetime show. So I have a lot of love for Gary. I'm very happy for him and his new fiance, Amanda. You should also uh, enjoy Gary because he's the best at what he does. With the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators is GaryAshton.com. So Always, always happy uh, for our friend Gary and his new family as he gets ready to enter this next stage of his life. Congratulations to you, my friend. Well done. Uh, okay, that is uh, the rising and falling uh, stock up, stock down segment. Whose stock rose? Whose stock fell this week in sports? Uh, I think that one of the things that caught the NFL media world by storm, maybe just because Wednesdays are slow, but Justin Fields had some comments today about his performance as of late. Bears obviously started 0-2. Fields has struggled, I think, uh, to put that diplomatically. And today he brought up some of the reasons why he feels like his performance is struggling. Um, it's worth noting that he did have a, a, a press, another media availability after the fact, kind of trying to clarify his comments because he brought up coaching. But I think, you know, my colleagues or the media in Chicago – went a little too wild with Justin Fields' commentary about his coaching. Of course, you know, things that I didn't like, I felt like, you know, I wasn't necessarily playing my game. Uh, felt like I was kind of robotic and, you know, not just, not not, not playing like myself. So, um, you know, um, my goal this week is just to, you know, say effort and just go out there and, you know, play football how I know how to play football. And um, that's not, uh, that includes uh, thinking less and just going out there and, you know, uh, playing off of instincts rather than just of, you know, so much, so to say, info in my head, data in my head, and literally just going out there playing football. I mean, just going back to it's a game, um, and, and, and that's it, because that's when, you know, I play my best is when I'm just out there playing free and uh, being myself. So um, yeah, I'm going to say kind of just bump all the, you know, the, you know, what I should do, what I and that like pocket stuff like I'm gonna go out there and be me so um yeah when you say when, when you are playing the way when you're playing like yourself what does that look like we'll see so when you say thinking less what do you think was causing you to think so much maybe think too much um you know could be uh you know uh, coaching um, I think but um you know at the end of the day it makes it you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I, you know, can't be thinking about that when 
the game comes, I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's you know it's it's, it's time to play free at that point. So um, you know just thinking less and you know playing more. Hey Justin, you know we've heard this before from from other athletes. There are just too many like coaching voices in your head at this point that you're trying to process so much. Is that kind of is that part of what you're saying? Um, I don't think it's too many coaching voices, but I just think when you know you're fed a lot of information. Um, at a point in time, and you're trying to think about that info, like when you're playing, it's like it doesn't let you play like yourself. You're trying to you know, process so much information to where it's like, you know, if I just simplified in my mind, I would have did this. Like I saw a few plays on Sunday to where if I was playing like my old self, like we would have had a positive play. Like there would have been, you know, a few more third down conversions. So um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is just, you know, uh, playing the game how you know I know how to play it, how I've been playing it my whole life. So. That's what I got to get back to doing. So. There was a few times you felt like you were in rhythm and you liked it. Well, that's Justin Fields, and he brings up the idea of, like, things that might be not allowing him to instinctually play football. And he brings up the amount of information that the coaching staff is disseminating to him. Now, I saw a lot of tweets and a lot of headlines coming out of Chicago, like Justin Fields took out his coach. That's not what happened there. Right. That's that's not that's not what happened at all. Um, Justin Fields gave an honest assessment of something that he feels is slowing him down and and not allowing him to play as freely as he thinks is capable of playing. Now, here's what I'll say. If he hasn't brought that up with the coaching staff and in a press conference is the first place where that discussion takes place then yeah, that's not the best decision by Justin Fields to bring it up to the media before you bring it up with your coaching staff. I don't know what interactions Justin Fields has had with his coaching staff prior to that press conference. I did think, though, that stock down the coverage of that press conference because I really thought that it was um, it was covered in an inflammatory way and the comments weren't that inflammatory like, a lot of a lot of dudes feel that way. Like they the Titans offense, Ryan Tannehill is a veteran quarterback. The Titans needed to play faster. Now that's not because of Ryan Tannehill that they simplified their play calling language, but for guys like Chig, for guys like Traylon, to simplify things, to allow them to play faster is not, you know, it's not a super inflammatory thing. We heard Chig talk about this. Now he said it differently than Justin Fields just did, but because Justin Fields said the word specifically coaching. I think it was positioned as Justin Fields taking out his coach, and I don't think that was a fair, I don't think that was a fair assessment of what it was that Justin Fields was trying to get across. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight on the Primetime Show. Thanks for hanging out with us, as is always the case. Um, we will be happy to uh, happy to do one more show with you for the Primetime Week. We will uh, we will do that, of course, tomorrow night at the two minute warning of Thursday Night Football. For those of you who watch it on Amazon Prime. Radio show tomorrow, we're going to have Dan Lust, the sports attorney. We're going to talk about this Mel Tucker situation at uh, Michigan State. It's messy. We will uh, we will also uh, continue to preview the Titans and the Browns. Check out the install with Greg Cosell, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Really, really good information and analysis on Watson, on uh, Ryan Tannehill, on uh, Justin Herbert, on the new Chargers offense, and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good stuff there for you to glean to get you ready 
for the next Sunday's game. Uh, Nick Wright says, you're going to be at the game Sunday, Buck. Uh, I say this to you every week. It's okay if you missed it early. I'm at every game. I Not every NFL game. I'm at every Titans game. It's my job to be at every Titans game. That's why they pay me. Well, they pay me to do a variety of different things. But a part of my job description is to go to every game, to cover every Titans game. As long as they're playing, whether it's preseason, regular season, postseason, uh, I'm there. Uh, which means that you guys are there. Because obviously, uh, well, actually, this week we will not physically be in Cleveland I haven't told Bert yet this so I know he's going to be disappointed to hear that we will not be doing the primetime show on Sunday night until after my flight lands from Cleveland on Sunday night so it's a 9 30 primetime show on Sunday night after I fly home from Cleveland uh because just the way that the flights worked out I wanted to get home on Sunday night as opposed to busting ass to try and get home before the radio show at 10 a.m on Monday morning. So you will not, uh, you will not see uh, Cleveland Brown stadium on Sunday as sometimes we do. Uh, but we will be back here in the studio because my flight will land about nine o'clock. We'll be back in the studio at nine 30. We'll sit down. We'll do the primetime show. We'll have a great time and we'll talk about it together. Have a great rest of your evening. I will talk to you tomorrow on the radio show at 10 AM on one Oh four, five, the zone.